Are you an adventurer looking to take your hunt to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the East Meets West Hunt podcast presented by Spartan Forge. On today's episode, I have a little bit of a different kind of story to tell here, and I'm really excited to, to go through this one, but really it's, uh, I'm, I'm just going to go through kind of my entire journey of you know, starting East Meets West and what has came to be because ultimately... Just recently here, I quit my full-time job and will be doing this full-time. 100% born in the Appalachian Mountains and made in the USA, Timber Ninja Outdoors provides a range of mobile hunting options to accommodate diverse hunting preferences. Whether you prioritize comfort, lightweight design, or versatility, their two-panel and single-panel saddles collection has something for everyone. The Black Belt Nano is the lightest single-panel saddle available on the market, weighing in under a pound. The saddle is designed with the minimalist hunter in mind, focusing on lightweight functionality and breathability. One notable feature is the patent-pending magnetic stick clip system on the side, which allows for convenient transportation of sticks up the tree, as well as a built-in platform holder. The Nano saddle can be folded up to the size of a Nalgene bottle, enabling easy portability. With a four-way stretch material on the back for a comfortable fit, as well as strategically placed padding for hip pinch relief. You can use code EASTMEETSWEST to get free shipping on any Timber Ninja order. If you try it out and don't like it, send it back within 30 days for a full refund. Learn more at TimberNinjaOutdoors.com and sign up for their email newsletter for exclusive discounts and product drops. When it comes to optics, I get the same question over and over again. What are the best all-around binoculars? Well, it's tough to find something that works in every condition great, but after using a pair of Maven B1.2 10x42s, I think I found them. They feature an 8x or a 10x option, superior low light performance, tack sharp edge to edge clarity, a generous depth of field, and a silky focus mechanism. All of Maven Optics have a lifetime no fault warranty and hail from the great state of Wyoming. I've been using Maven Optics since I bought my first pair in 2017, and I think you should test them out for yourself. Head over to mavenbuilt.com and use the code EASTMEETSWEST-GIFT for a free gift with any full-price optics order. For all of those that want a truck bed cover for work or play, Diamondback makes the the top-of-the-line heavy-duty covers that help you do more with your truck. They're perfect for the truck-owning, avid sportsmen, outdoor enthusiasts, and weekend project warriors. I'm currently using the HD cover that can is capable of holding up to 1,600 pounds on the top. And then I have the Yakima overhaul HD bars on top, so I can put my rooftop tent on it. When I'm not using my rooftop tent and able to use the trifold design of the Diamondback, I have the Crossbin 8 in there to organize all of my stuff in the back of my truck bed. Diamondback is made right here in Phillipsburg, Pennsylvania. If you want to check them out, head over to diamondbackcovers.com. If you've wanted that hunting camp tradition that we talk about, that experience, but you don't have a hunting camp of your own, you're welcome to come stay at my hunting camp up here in the Pennsylvania wilds called the Elk Crossing Getaway in the PA wilds. So if you go over to Airbnb, you can check out our three-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath 
house that's right in the heart of Pennsylvania elk country. It's only minutes away from a bunch of public land to be able to hunt, hiking trails, outdoor recreation, fishing, all of those things there. The house is completely fully stocked with everything that you need to be able to, to spend a week hunting deer, taking your family up to see the elk, anything like that. So if you head over to Airbnb and search Elk Cross and Getaway in the PA Wilds, you'll find my listing there and you can rent out my house. You send us a message, an inquiry that you're interested in it and mention that you heard it on the podcast here, then we'll get you 10% off of your first day. And it really, <laughs> it's really crazy for me to be able to say that. And I've actually even debated on you know, making this video and podcast, it, I wasn't sure, uh, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I didn't feel confident enough that, you know, I had the ability to be able to, to say this or to be able to, to talk about it and without, I don't want to sound, you know, arrogant by any means or anything along those lines, I guess. But I think one of the things I get asked a lot is just about, you know, how I got started, how this is went and, and, you know, now with being able to do this full time, it's, it's kind of a, a crazy journey. And if, if from the outside looking in, it may look like, oh, you know, you started the podcast a few years ago and all of a sudden you went full time through this process of like deciding that, you know, maybe this is something that I can do full time and me wanting to go on these, you know, extravagant hunts to Alaska and out West every year. I realized that, you know, I worked a regular job. I wasn't making a ridiculous amount of money or anything. So I had to figure out how to, you know, budget for it and, and figure all of that out. And for me, it was like, okay, I need to get rid of as many expenses as I possibly can. So I went and looked at everything and I was like, okay, what, where am I, you know, at the beginning I had, I had a razor side by side. I had a newer truck. I had all these different things that, that were costing me money and I had high rent. So, you know, that was part of my decision for moving back home was the, the lower cost of living. I could you know, buy a house that, that didn't cost as much. And I, you know, sold my side by side, used that money to pay off my truck. And then I, all I had was, you know, a, a house payment essentially. And, and well, I guess I paid off my student loans in that process too, but I lived, you know, pretty frugally and didn't, didn't spend unnecessary money on things that I didn't need to. And, but I still, I valued experiences over, you know, material items. And I, I just had that in my mind with this goal. That's why, you know, it takes a while to be able to do that. So for me to make a jump and go do this full time with, you know, if I had, you know, a, a $700 a month truck payment and, you know, I had a mortgage that was $2,000 a month or whatever, and all these other things and student loans debt through the roof, like that'd be a lot harder to be able to do than being able to clear those things out ahead of time. Uh, so my risk level was, was much lower. And that's, that's kind of something that I think is really important. And I wanted to make sure that I, I hit on here is like, there's a lot of things that you have to plan for to, to be able to get to this point and, and be able to give this a shot it was a lot longer of a, a story than that. It really started back in 2015, I believe. So seven years ago, I, I had started reading books from entrepreneurs and just started learning about other opportunities. Uh, I, I'd graduated college in, in December of 2013 and 
and started working full time. And, and I just thought, you know, that's just what you're supposed to do. You just go out, you get a job, you get a degree, you get a job and you work and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I just felt like this wasn't for me and I just wasn't fully embraced in, in that entire work life. Just, I just, I wasn't into it. And, uh, you know, and it may sound lazy, but I knew that I wasn't lazy and I just wanted to put my effort into something that was more than that. And so what I did was, uh, I started reading these books and, and learning about, you know, trying to be the best person that you can and being able to optimize yourself and always educating and learning. And I've really loved learning from, for a long time. I just, especially about things I like and that I want. So I, I've been, you know, trying to learn from these books and these videos and these, I took a, I, I believe it was some sort of a master class and an online course and just trying to learn about these types of things. And my original goal was I wanted to own an archery shop and that was what I wanted to do. And so in 2016, I had lost my job. Uh, the, the manufacturing facility I worked at had shut down and I lost my job and I moved to just North of Pittsburgh and had to go down there. And it was like a whole different world to me. I felt like I was, you know, kind of just completely out there on my own and a new place. And, and through my last job, I had, uh, met, I'd met someone, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, by the name of Chuck. And he, he had helped with, um, he had owned a bow shop and he's like, would you want to help out and, you know, just work a couple days a week down there after your regular day job. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to learn the ins and outs of an archery shop because that's ultimately what I wanted to do. And so I went down to the Bucks and Bows Archery and, and I worked there for, um, I guess it was two and a half years before I left and, and moved back to, to my hometown. But when I left my hometown and went there, it was the best thing that could have possibly happened to me. Me losing my job was, was by far the, the best thing that could have happened to me. So when I went down to the bow shop, I didn't really know anything about working on bows or equipment and, and Rick, who's a store manager down there. And, and, you know, he, helped me a lot, but he started me, you know, sweeping floors and cutting arrows and doing some of the, the very minor tasks, I guess, because they couldn't trust me working on a bow. I don't know if I really ever got to that point where they did, but, uh, I, I started there and just wanted to learn and, and, you know, anything that I got, I don't think I ever took a dollar out of that shop. I just used it to buy new bows or gear or anything else. I just, I just love doing it. It was just kind of like a bonus for me to be able to, to do that. And I realized I love talking to people and learning and, and, and just by, by that experience, I started, I started getting really into system building with clothing and sick of gear. We were a dealer and, and, uh, I quickly became the, the go-to guy at the shop for building people out with systems and educating them on why performance clothing can help you and explaining that whole process. And I just continually started, you know, just working, working my way up through there and, you know, then got to go to the ATA show got to meet a bunch of people and just, it was a, it was a really good networking tool, but also, um, just something that, you know, when, when you think about like trying to get in the hunting industry, 
it's everybody wants to go right to the top and, and do that. And that's not, that's not the way that, that it really works most of the time. I'm sure some people do, but for me, it, it took a while and it took some working through it. And, and again, I didn't really even know at that point that I wanted to, uh, work in the hunting industry other than I wanted to own an archery shop. But what I learned there was the archery shops are the busiest during the times leading up to hunting season and during hunting season. And I just decided I didn't want to do that because that's what I wanted to be in the woods. Uh, so that was good that I got to have that experience and, and do it, but it just wasn't, wasn't a hundred percent for me, but I knew I loved talking about, uh, hunting with, with customers. And I love that whole part of it. So I, uh, like I said, I was, I was going to be leaving there and while I was there, I started going out West and started hunting. Um, I read Cameron Haynes's book, Backcountry bow hunting. It really got me into wanting to, to go out West. And, and then I discovered Donnie Vincent and watching some of his films. And I love that whole aspect of it. I used to film a lot of stuff when I was into BMX back in, in middle school and going into high school. And I, I always like camera type stuff and, and doing that. So I started like going kind of a different direction and I was, I was, I was doing these hunts out West. And after my first one, I just wrote a story for myself and, uh, my brother and I filmed it and, but I, I wrote a story and I submitted it to the journal mountain hunting, which was, which still is an online uh, journal. And they had a subscriber story. They picked one subscriber story every month and they would, would, uh, release it on there. And I titled it East meets West, which was the name my, my brother, I have to give him credit, Kurt, he came up with that. And, they were like, we love this story, you know, telling about that experience and, and going to the back country for the first time. And, you know, I just kind of laid it all out there. And, and that was the first time I really did any writing other than in school. Like I didn't, I never really had a thing for writing, but Adam Yonke from the journal mountain hunting, he's like, man, I'd love to, to get some more writing from you from that Eastern perspective. So I started writing more and, and I was sharing it on social media and, and some people, uh, some people that were following me and stuff there, I'd always been posting photos and stuff. So I was gaining a little bit of traction from a following standpoint and everybody, you know, was like, Oh, I wish I could do that hunt. I wish I could go out West, but I don't, I don't have that money. Uh, I don't have the time. And I was like, well, actually it's not, you know, if you budget it right and you do it DIY or you do this, like you, you can make that happen. And if you plan for these things, you can, you can do more. And that's where like this thing started clicking at that, at that point, there was podcasts that started popping up. Um, you know, you had Cody rich and, and Brian call and some other Western hunting podcasts that I really got into. And when I was, and I was like, I want to do that. I want to, I want to do it because I want to talk to people that were way more successful than myself and learn from them to be able to become a better Western hunter you know, personally. And, uh, I was like, well, if I throw a mic on, then I can help others the way that these people have all helped me to be able to, to realize that these opportunities are, are available. So as I had this idea in my head, it took me, I don't know, a year or two before I really kind of became, it came to fruition. And so, and 
uh, January of 2018, I was at the ATA show with Bucks and Bows, and I told Rick at the bar, I remember sitting next to him and telling him, like, I have this idea, I want to do a podcast. And he's like, what? You know, like, you know, he was supportive of it, but he wasn't really sure what I was talking about and what I wanted, what I was going to do with it. So it was, you know, this, uh, okay, yeah, go for it, you know, but, uh, so, so I, it took me a little while and I was like learning about business and how to start it up in April, 2018, I registered the business with the state of Pennsylvania and started getting hat and shirt designs made up because I loved apparel. So I wanted to like design my own hats and I have a million hats at home. So I was like, I wanted to design some of that stuff. I learned how to use uh, Adobe Illustrator and drew up my own logo, which took me way too long. I should have just hired that out. Uh, but uh, I, I just kept trying to learn more and more and see what what was possible and what I could do. Have you ever wanted to have Levi Morgan, Andy May, Johnny Stewart, and others available at all times? Well, you can with CyberScout from Spartan Forge. CyberScout is like the chat GPT for outdoors men and women. You can ask it any questions related to bow building, scouting, hunting, survival, and a whole lot more. I think you'll be impressed with how it responds. CyberScout is currently out now for a select group of early beta testers and will be available to the rest of you really soon. The entire app is a complete tool for planning your hunt with incredible aerial imagery mapping, journaling, deer prediction, and some of the most accurate and detailed weather data. Use the code EASTMEETSWEST to save 20%, and if you're still on the fence, give the 14-day free trial a chance at SpartanForge.ai. CVA has been America's number one selling muzzleloader brand for over a decade. Hunting with a muzzleloader opens up a ton of hunting opportunities across the U.S., and I've been using the Acura series, but they don't only make badass muzzleloaders. Their line of centerfire rifles are great quality and not terrible on the wallet. The Cascade short barrel is ideal for tight quarters, deer drives, and quick shots in the big woods. You can check out their line of muzzleloaders, rifles, and accessories for every season and every range at bpioutdoors.com slash CVA. If you use the code EASTMEETSWEST10, you'll get 10% off of all CVA products, which includes rifles, muzzleloaders, and accessories. Uh, with that, so, and I, I was dragging my feet a lot and because the year previous, I'm just stepping back just, just for a second here. I talked to Brian call at the total archery challenge, uh, from the gritty podcast and, and Brian, I was like, Hey, I want to start a podcast, you know, like you, what do I need? And he was generous enough to give me that information as, as now I've come to learn after having a podcast, you know, it seems like hundreds of people every year asking, Oh, I, I want to start a podcast. What do I need? What do I need to do? So the fact that he took the time to explain that to me, I really appreciated. Um, but it took me still a while to do it. And that's where, um, <clears throat> where Rob Chalinski from the total archery challenge came into play. And I was telling, I got to know him from, the archery shop and going the shoot total archery challenges. I told him about this idea and he, and he's like, let me talk to Sean uh, who owns TAC and let's see if we can work something out to be able to help you and get a booth and get things rolling. He's like, can you get all the equipment to start doing your podcast, you know, in the next three weeks? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, I'll do it. So I ordered everything on Amazon right then and there. 
and literally showed up the total archery challenge with <laughs> with no idea how to even use the equipment brian call and then jordan harbertson from mountain ops showed me kind of how to use it they were my first episode that i went and recorded so it was uh and, and i ended up recording like 13 episodes over that weekend and you know i was doing i did them with him i did them with matt comment who's become a really great friend of mine and a mentor and and i did one with greg litzinger who's just here at the mountain buck scouting camp and has become a really good friend of mine and sloan brown uh when he just started his job at yeti at that point like i just i got all these connections from doing this and just realized how much i loved talking to people and learning from people and they all had their own uh sort of aspect with it and it made me think about life differently and and what was possible and i really owe a lot of it to just the western hunting side of things and and how it it took a lot of discipline and consistency at working at it from working out to, to, uh, shooting my bow and all these things to try to become successful at it. And it just kind of created a different version of myself that, uh, that it, I definitely changed as, as a person over those years. And when, uh, when I was decided to move back home and take another job, you know, that, uh, it sucked leaving the, the bow shop. I loved working there. I love those guys and everything, but I was like, I want to, I want to continue to do this thing on the side, but, uh, I wanted to be closer to home where I had the ability to hunt more with living, you know, in the suburbs. I just, I had, had to drive a lot more and stuff. So I put myself in a location that, that, uh, would allow me to be able to, to do more of that. And, and hunting big woods, you know, mountain bucks is like, what I've grown up doing my whole life. And, but I didn't talk about that as much beginning of the podcast as it was focused more around the Western hunting. And I just decided to talk about it. I was like, no one wants to hear about me talk about how these low deer density areas and these relatively small deer compared to some of the Midwestern places. But, uh, I was pleasantly surprised that people did. And that was kind of like, you know, with the Western hunting thing, I was very just brand new to it and didn't know a whole lot. But the the whitetail side of things, you know, I didn't consider myself an expert or anything, but I, I definitely had experience to be able to back that up and in a family that's just been doing it forever and has taught me so much. So that's where kind of like the big woods uh, whitetail thing came into it. And that that started to evolve and I, again, I wanted to keep learning more. And this is an important part of this whole thing is like the willing to learn and the willing to spend money on willing to learn and furthering, you know, your education, not from the standpoint of college, but from the standpoint of online courses and by going to workshops and classes and all those things helped me so much. Uh, and like one of the ones was, uh, the hunting photographer course that Stephen Drake and Zach Bouton put on. And I, I signed up for that and that was expensive. I was like, man, I don't know. It was like a thousand bucks or 1200 bucks. And I'm like, that's a lot for this, but they were teaching the business side of this. And I'm like, you know, is it, you know, is there an opportunity to be able to make money doing this thing that I love? And I learned a lot from, from that course. And also I wanted to become a better photographer to, to add more value to my customers being the magazines, being, um, uh, being the online blogs that I was doing for the writing side of it. And that's where I met Justin Mueller, uh, who's, 
him and I were in the same class together. And when Justin reached out to me and was like, Hey, you doing any hunts out West this year? I'd love to, to come film you. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know this guy. I've never had a hunt really filmed before. So it was, uh, kind of, I felt kind of risky of like spending 14 days with somebody I never met before, but he's pretty persistent. And, uh, Justin's actually the one filming this right now, but he, uh, he's persistent on it and we came to an agreement to go give it a shot. And he's like, I want to make a film out of it and let's enter it in the Badlands film festival. So went out and, and, uh, that's when I ended up after four years of hunting elk, killed my first elk on the first day of the hunt. And Justin had some epic footage of it put together, just a sweet film, uh, that we released on my YouTube channel. And that kind of opened up my eyes to the whole filming side of things and being able to, to do that. But, uh, I just, at that point, the podcast was starting to grow and I was starting to do some different things. And, and I just kept going to shows. I kept going to things and meeting people and talking to people not from the aspect of like asking for anything, just, I like meeting people. But what that did do is once my podcast grew to a point where I was getting quite a few people listening every episode that allowed me to, when I, you know, approach some of these companies or some of the companies that approached me to work with me on a level of like a partnership, uh, uh, side of things, it was okay. Yeah, this, this makes sense. And then I started generating some income off of that and generating income from writing and learning how to add value for somebody else. And then, you know, then they were able to give value back to me. And as I started doing this and it started growing, I was like, man, there's, there's a real opportunity here for, for me to be able to, you know, potentially do this full time. And I like, as I said, you know, a couple of times here already, like I love learning and I love educating and I like being, seeing when being able to see how much that, that people have helped me and there's endless amount of people that have been out there. I've named just a few, but so many have helped me through this journey and definitely not me alone. And I'm like, okay, so if I can help somebody else by putting out this information, then, you know, maybe I can change their lives and, and be able to help with it while doing, you know, selfishly what I love to do. And that's where it really kind of clicked for me that this is, this is possible and, and shifted my gears to doing more research and learning on the business side, the entrepreneurship side. Heather Kelly from Heather's Choice has been a, a giant mentor to me and, and Cody Rich, uh, from the rich outdoors being a part of, you know, just recently part of his ideas lab and the rich life Academy, like all those things, uh, Todd Bumgarner, um, from human predator pack mule, he's been a really big help and mentor towards me. Like there's been so many different people and like the support system, my parents and, and my girlfriend and all these other people that have been really supportive of me to, to like, okay, this is something that you can make happen, uh, full time. And, and it just kept growing to a point where, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting in a place where I realized I told myself at the beginning, like, or not right at the beginning, but when I started doing this and realizing there's potential here, I'm just going to work my ass off until it got to a point where I couldn't do both anymore. And is, I would not recommend that strategy uh, as it, uh, it just about hit me to the breaking point where I was working so much well on my regular job where I was spending 50 hours a week as, as an environmental health and safety manager. Uh, and then, and then going to 
do everything with East meets West, the podcast, the video, the writing, all that stuff on the side. And every weekend driving someplace to a show or an event and doing that, it was, it was struggling to, you know, do the thing that I loved is, which is hunting and, and scouting and being able to do that stuff. So it came to a point where I needed to make a decision. And about six months ago, um, I was talking to Mark Kenyon, uh, from wire to hunt and, I asked him his opinion. I was like, when do you know to jump? And he was like, he's like, just set a date and stick to it. Figure it out in the meantime. But you need to have a date set. So that's what I did. And and I set that date here for the spring and and just worked towards it. And it was the weirdest feeling to go into work and give my boss my one month's notice that I was going to be leaving and take off. Uh, It's still doesn't feel real to me is like how, how I could make a living doing that. But like, honestly, it comes down to, well, I'm shooting a new bow this year and I am pumped after playing around with the buddies Hoyt RX eight, the smile on my face made the decision for me. The first thing I noticed with the new Hoyts were their extremely smooth draw cycles and the ability to adjust the back wall to make it rock solid. Like I prefer I outfitted my own RX-8 with the inline accessories that made installation extremely easy and balanced out the bow. My favorite accessory so far is a simple one. It's the Ghost Sticks 2.0 adjustable legs to make your bow like a tripod, but it doesn't interfere with any part of the bow or the limbs or anything like that. In addition, the integrated kickstand within the HBX Exact Cams protect your string from excess wear when you put your cam into the dirt. Ground hunting or spot and stock just got easier. If you want to experience what I'm talking about, head to your nearest Hoyt dealer and take a test drive yourself. You can learn more at Hoyt.com. The Mobile Hunters Expo is a consumer-based hunting show unlike any other. It provides an interactive learning experience where you can try all things mobile hunting and learn from the best in the business. Come experience an unbiased, community-based environment where you can improve your hunting skills and find the right equipment for your needs. I'll be speaking at the Nor'easter Show in Mannheim, Pennsylvania at Spooky Nook Sports from August 9th to 11th, 2024. So come check it out or either of the other shows in uh, Michigan and Georgia. You can purchase tickets online at themobilehuntersexpo.com or grab tickets at the door. I'll see you there. All the people that are listening or watching this right now, without those people and the support, like it sounds so cliche or whatever, but it's it's true. Like without that support, there's absolutely no way that I'd be able to do this without you know using my affiliate links that I have in the podcast notes or on my website. You know, it saves you a little bit of money on a product. But also that I get a small commission off of it and supporting these companies that are supporting me and, and you know, I'm buying some of my apparel off my website and, you know, the ones that just came to the Mountain Buck Scouting Camp and I'm going to be releasing an online course and all these other things. And if you notice, like I, what I'm going to be do going forward is, you know, putting out, you know, more content around things, but I want to do the educational side more than anything because that's what has helped me is what I'm kind of trying to flip and be able to help other people with. 
and online courses were, have been a huge help to me. In-person events have been a huge help to me. So that's what I'm trying to do to be able to help others, you know, kind of be able to experience some of the same things. And I don't mean it from this, the standpoint of someone, you know, for someone's goal to work in the hunting industry, but I want to be able to help people be able to, uh, you know, become a better hunter or have a better experience is, is I guess a better word for it. Like not even just a better hunter, but have a better experience, which typically comes down to being a better hunter, uh, you know, from that and from the guests that I have on and the people that I've been able to surround myself with has, has been absolutely incredible. And I feel like I've definitely missed a bunch of parts of the stories. I'm just talking off the cuff and, uh, trying to, you know, relive it, but it, uh, it's been, it's been a long road, you know, a long road of working towards it. And it's just really getting started from the standpoint. And now like, this is, this is what is making, you know, me be able to pay my house bill. And this is able to pay for food and groceries where in the past, I didn't need to worry about that. Like this was just a side gig. And now, so that's, you know, that gets serious, but I've had, I've had to make some decisions here recently that became difficult as I've, as I've seen that, you know, within, when you start doing something like this, you do rely on money, but I also have some, some really high values from the standpoint of being honest and, you know, not using products I don't want to use or not doing anything that, you know, just doesn't feel right to me. And I've had to make some really hard decisions to, to not do things that, you know, financially and maybe even career wise would have been probably the best for me and business wise would have been the best for me. But I want to stay true to everything that, that I hold valuable and just be honest and, and do, do everything from, from that perspective. So that's been the the route that I've chosen to take here and work towards it. So I just, again, want to thank everybody that's, that's been there helping me through this entire process and, and just been support systems and everybody that's been behind the scenes and all my friends and some of the people that work for these companies that have just treated me so great. I look forward to the future and what's to come. But uh, again, thank you so much. Uh, you know, your ratings and reviews on the podcast, subscribing to the podcast, the YouTube channel, all that stuff helps. Uh, so if you have any feedback for me or things I, I should do differently, or I always am open to that. I don't get offended. I want to do the best that I possibly can and just keep growing as a person and now as a company and to be able to, yeah, provide some information that can help you have a, a better experience. So if you have any questions or anything, feel free to reach out. Love to, love to hear from you. But uh, thank you so much once again. And uh, we'll get back to talking about hunting related stuff next week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit eastmeetswesthunt.com, Facebook at East Meets West Outdoors, and Instagram at East Meets West Hunt. If you enjoyed today's episode, please review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time.